Okay. So that's just a matter of just praying for them, thanking the Lord. Uh, all right. Well, we sure will do it. So, okay. Uh, anybody else? Yes. So, your 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 property. Oh yeah, yeah yeah for sure. Okay, here comes the slackers. No, oh I meant sorry I meant Clint and, and Shelby. Glad to. Yeah yeah. <laughs> okay, well yeah we'll definitely be praying for that and everything and so um, believe in God. So um, all right well yes sir. He's not born again. Okay. All right. Well, that's a easy. Well, with the Lord, it's an easy fix, you know. And so, okay. Anybody else? You good? Uh, you want to share your praise report? She. Heimlich, yeah, uh, and it's just a quick, just a quick thing to do, and yeah, and it's not about me teaching the class. That's what I do for the church. Is uh, I, you know, I do have a little business, uh, and the Lord got on to me, said, "Quit saying little. I have a business that uh, you know I teach uh, CPR classes and things and first aid, and you know it's and it comes in handy. If I've I've uh, actually, you know, my my daughter." Uh, Kids that are, were born with Downs uh, typically have smaller airways, and so I've had a couple times where, you know, grapes and hot dogs, those are the ones, and you just get behind them and pop that sucker out. But if you don't know how to do it, then, you know, it can be, it can be the difference. And so um, we're going to pray, and uh, Ray, we're going to pray for your, your uh, Mr. Stryker, brother-in-law. Okay. All right, well, so, Lord, we just come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for the good report, Lord, um, and we also just bring the prayer request before you, um, Cindy, with this, everything she's been going through, Lord, we believe that uh, Psalm 138.8 says that you perfect those things that concern us, you bring them to completion, and no weapon formed against us will prosper. And uh, this Mr. Stryker that Ray's talking about, Lord, the, the Bible says that first you have to bind the strong man, in order to spoil his house so we bind the devil right now in the name of jesus we uh choose to spoil his house lord and we d declare that laborers come across this man's path that they would um, be people he would listen to and that uh, we just declare him his name written in the book of life lord and we thank you for his salvation in advance in jesus name amen so y'all come on in um so <clears throat> this may catch y'all a little off guard this morning, but um, I think this is something that you will enjoy. Uh, this is not, you know, I'm not uh, continuing. <laughs> no, I, I, no, no, no. We now that you're here, we can get started now, Yvonne. Thanks a lot. You know, all right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, so, anyways, um, Pastor Mar uh, Pastor Andrea, excuse me has been teaching on Revelation, which I love, you know, reading and, and learning about and everything. Um, and I went to her and asked her about this because, uh, I, first of all, I want to say, you know, it's an honor to be able to anytime teach this class. Um, I mean, it's like the anointing that's there is real, it's tangible, 
Um, it's a holy place. And anytime that I'm ever asked to step into that spot, um, it, I mean, I, it, it, it really awes me that God picked somebody like me, you know. I mean, <laughs> I know, I know. You really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you look at this. Yeah, 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 me. And um, before I came to the Lord, you know, people think sometimes, uh, you know, walking in faith and everything, you make statements, you're talking about yourself. And it's like, man, if you knew me before I came to the Lord, I was a mistake going somewhere to happen, man. You know, I mean, I was, uh, it, man, I, I mean, it was bad. And so, uh, you know, I sometimes look at our kids and I think, man, sometimes they do some stuff and I'm like, and I think back when I was their age and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, at least they're not going to jail every weekend. You know, it's good. It's a, it's a, it's a step in the right direction. So anyways, um, with that said, I want to ask you guys, uh, how many of you out here could use more finances? Like, so... You know, the thing about uh, the Word of God is the word sozo that Pastor Mike talks about, salvation. Um, when you think of the word salvation, sozo, that is a word that um, if you think of a guy maybe drowning in the ocean and there's a storm coming and a ship coming and the sharks are heading towards him. And I mean, this guy, you know, everything's bad. When he pulls you out of the water... He, sh he saves you from the sharks in the water. He saves you from any ship that might come to run over you. He saves you from the storm, but he also puts you in a place of safety. And he puts you in a place where all of your needs are met. And in our Western minds, we often um, separate uh, financial soundness from our salvation. And I mean, I understand how it got to that point with a lot of the stuff, you know, that happened way back, you know, 70s, 80s and televangelism and some of, there's some, there's a lot of bad ones. There's a lot of good ones. There's, you know, you just, there's, you just have to seek it out. But what I will say is that we are supposed to be self-sufficient in every area of our lives. We need to be healed. We need to be, um, you know, peace in our minds, um, money in our pocketbook. All of that, it needs to be where we're, the Bible says, not needing any outside aid. And, you know, I have looked around, and you can ask my wife, man, I've been uh, meditating on this. I've been studying kingdom economics for like 25, 30 years. And I know some people take, uh, have taken Dave Ramsey's classes and stuff. And, you, you know, um, I've, I've listened to some of his stuff, but like not a lot of it, but um, what I do is I believe in what the what the Word of God says, and I mean I don't understand how anybody can read through that book and think that you're supposed to be broke because you're not. And so one of the things that I want to make a statement before I get really going here is I want you to know that uh, I have zero stock in this as far as the church. You know, I don't get a penny of anything. I'm not wanting. I, you know, God makes, God takes care of me. You know, I don't, and I'm not trying, you understand what I'm saying? I have no stock in this for ministering this. This is me looking around in the body of Christ and looking at the people and going, this is the number one need that I see. 
you know, this is the number one need right now that I see is people need money. And people don't realize that the word of God will produce for you in any area that you put your faith in. You know, he said, according to your faith, be it unto you. And so, um, you know, if we apply our faith, then we'll get results in that area. You notice people that don't believe in healing, they don't typically get bothered with healing. God don't bother with, you know, we don't believe in that praying in tongues over in this church. Well, nobody will. <laughs> you know, we don't believe in, uh, you know, whatever it is well god won't bother you with it you know it's you've got to teach it and you have to uh realize that teaching is the antidote for unbelief Absolutely. you know and so when it comes to scripture i want to talk to you one thing the lord put on my heart because i know this was the lord um we the let me share one thing about like believing versus unbelief um we often think of I don't know if I went around the room and asked what your definition of unbelief is, but unbelief is generally not a lack of information. It's not a lack of revelation in some cases. What it is is it's a choice not to believe. If we as believers come to the place where we can come to the word of God, like if you have any doubts about, you know, hey, well, this guy's just trying to get money or whatever. If you have doubts about the word of God in this producing in your life, there is a system you can use. And Jesus said, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. If I can go to the word and I can find three witnesses and they are, that scripture is all in the same, they're all three in the same context, carrying the same message, then that presents a choice to me. Jesus said, when those three things are there, he, he said two or three, so He's saying, if I said it, basically, if I've said it once, it should be enough. But just in case it's out of context, how about if I say it twice? But if you see me say it three times, you might as well just take that hook, line, and sinker and go with it. Because regardless of what people think or say, that's, that's my will. And, you know, we know the Bible is the will of God to us. And Jesus Christ is the only one who's ever came, spoke out his will, died, which enacted the will, and then sits at the right hand of the Father and probates the will and is the priest of our confession. And so he makes sure the things that we believe for come to pass. So um, I told Pastor Mike, he, he actually called me this morning on the way to church, and I said, I'm almost there. I, I thought he might be checking up on me. He's like, oh, no, no, I wanted to, you know, talk to you about something else. And so anyways... Um, I'm going to, what I have, this is a different way than I'm used to teaching. And what I believe the Lord wanted me to do is we're kind of going to do a little bit of what I'd call a flyby. I have a ton of scripture. If you're somebody that's interested in like uh, studying this out, you don't know, you're uh, write them down. And I've got a bunch of one-liners. Usually I just say, I go and I get two or three points that I want to expound on. This is more, well, it's a two-point outline. It's just every time I've tried to trim it back, I just get more and more and more and more and more. And so it's like, wow. But um, anyways, so like I said, I have nothing that I get out of this. I just want to see you blessed. Just like I taught that CPR class and you were telling me about that, you know, that was something that I sowed into the church and not expecting, you know, I'm not asking, well, I'm from believing for my business to prosper, but 
it may or may have saved your grandchild's life, you know, and that's that's what we're looking for is results for you. I don't care. I mean, the only reason I'm teaching this is because it's a revelation to me. I have been blessed by it. I've been walking in it for a while. I'm not saying I'm rich. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But God's taught me as a principles that when I need something in my life, I can go to the word and I can have it. I can get it. And, and he is my source, you know, and that's just, that's what I want for everyone. So <clears throat> just real quick, I don't know if y'all remember, and I didn't plan it like this, but the last time I talked, I did talk a little bit about the tithe. Um, so I'm just going to briefly hit on that, and then I'm going to kind of move into some of the things like, because I'm, the, I'm, a, I'm a nuts and bolts kind of guy. I'm a guy that where the rubber meets the road. I don't care how good your message is when you're done. If I can't take it out there and use it in my everyday life, what, I mean, what good is it, you know? I mean, yeah, I got excited. Yeah, I run and ran around the church a couple times, but I don't remember what was taught. Well, that's for me as a teacher. I'm like, what did you learn? You know, that's what I ask kids. Like, what'd you learn today? And so um, that's where your uh, growth comes from. So anyways, um, I'm, like I said, a lot of this is uh, I'll go through the scripture. You want to write them down, you can. Or you get the, the uh, teaching after it's over and write them down at home or whatever. But um, talking about the tithe, um, the tithe simply means tenth, 10% of what you have. It's easily calculated. And the tithe is what opens the door for you to rise above the Babylonian system that's out there and step into God's kingdom finances and to operate above what's going out there in the world. We went through this few years since uh, 2020, uh, you know, when a certain person got, I won't, (coughs) did I say Babylonian, or no, Babylonian, I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm kidding, but no, well, I'm not kidding, but I, whatever, I'm being, I made up a word the other day, I was talking, like, because with Pastor Andrea, we kind of go back and forth sometimes, and I, I told her, I said, sarcasm's my way of hugging, well, I was thinking about stuff the other day that was kind of off topic, and I thought, man, that's a little snarky there, you know, I was not, not with her, I was thinking about something totally different, when I was going to talk to somebody, I was like, well, that's a little snarky, and then I said, well, you know what, it's a little of both, so I'm snarcastic, you know, so I'm, I coined a new word the other day in my mind, so I was like, that kind of fits me sometimes, so, you know, I'm the kind of guy that, you know, my wife's like, she's all sweet, and they'll pat them on the back, you know, and then I'm the one that goes, well, that's dumb, if you quit doing that, then it'll work, stop it, you know, I mean, it doesn't take a lot of common sense, and she's standing there going, okay, yeah, yeah, we have different op- modes of operandum. Uh, I tell you the truth, it doesn't always come out as nice. And, you know, I know y'all got broken toes from last week. You know, Pastor Andrew's up here just, <coughs> you know, stomping on them. I'm trying to let y'all heal. I'll get on the other foot. But uh, anyway, so um, some of it might come out pretty plain. But again, realize this is the Lord that has has shown me this. And it's the Lord that, uh, you know, faith kind of comes off a little. Well, people say that you know, people might say, well, you seem a little arrogant or whatever. No, I just know who I belong to. And arrogance looks like this, not the other way around. Arrogance looks like, arrogance says, look at me. Faith says, I know who I belong to. And, you know, if you get in the way, then if you're playing with your father, the devil, then you're going to have to move, you know. I mean, so it's just, 
one of those things. We have our faith in God. Okay, so talking quickly about the tithe, just some points. Malachi 3.8 says, will a man rob God? Uh, and he says, but wherein you, do you say that I, you've robbed me? And he says, in tithes and offering. Um, I am, and so if you're see, sowing seed is not tithing, and tithing is not sowing seed. And you don't sow seed till you, after you get past the tithe because the tithe is what puts you into the economy and the kingdom to start operating in God's financial system. And you have to realize that your 90% will go a whole lot further than your 100%. It's like, having a, it's like having an insurance policy. And even God said, it says in Malachi, it says that I will rebuke the devourer for you. And it says that um, if, if you don't, basically it says, this is the only place in the Bible where God said, if you don't believe it, do it. Prove me. Prove me. Go ahead. Do it. I will show you. That's the only place in the Bible that it says to prove me. And so um, if you don't believe it, he said, try it, and he'll take care of it. And so, you know, I didn't say it. He did. So I did it, and when I did it, I was like, wow, this is good because my stuff stopped breaking. Um, things started working. Relationships started coming into my life. Discounts started coming to me. Um, <clears throat> it's not like sitting around waiting for a check to come in the mail. It's just things begin to work for you where they didn't before, and it's the pl only place that God said, I'll rebuke the devil. And so he gets the devil even for you on this one well I mean you always have to run them off but if you stand with what he said about tithing man you know this provides protection for you and your family it's like an insurance policy you have got to understand what this is for it puts you in a place where you're protected your family's protected as long as you stand on it and it puts you in a place where the kingdom principles will begin to work for you so it's not about just God don't need your money I mean I think he's doing fine. He's got streets of gold. I mean, we got gravel out there that's asphalt. He's got gravel. It's just gold. That's, that's gravel to him. So uh, I am going, the next question people have, and this is the only thing I'm really going to, uh, matter of fact, I'm not even going to turn there at this point just because of lack of time, but I'm going to give you a scripture reference. Genesis 14, 14 through 20 is where Abraham um, uh, won the battle and was on his way back, and the king of Sodom came out to um, basically to congratulate him and give him some gifts. And, you know, Abram, it actually it was Abram at that point. And Abram said, I won't even take a shoe latchet from you because I don't want anybody saying anybody except for God made me rich. And w at that point, it says that Melchizedek is uh, the high priest of, the, of God, came out and brought the bread and the wine. Well, we know what the bread and the wine means. It's talking about covenant. It's the, the, the blood and the bread of the covenant. And with that, it says, and Abraham paid him tithes of all. Now, I won't get into, you know, the speculation about, I think that was, I won't get into it too, too far. I'll say I do believe that was Jesus that came because there's no, not a lot of hard evidence about Melchizedek. It's just like he showed up, and then he was gone, and you, you know. And so if you go over to the book of Hebrews, okay, well, let me say this first. Okay, there was, there was Noah, and then the flood. Then there was Abram, and then on down the line, there was Moses and the law. So people talk about tithing being a law, uh, of the law or the Old Testament. Well, 
tithing was instituted with Abram before Moses was ever brought on the scene. And so this is not an Old Testament principle. It is a life principle. It is a Bible principle that is there to have you where you can step into God's uh, financial and plan. I mean, you can read about Abram. That's the whole reason that Abraham, or, and it's funny to me, I didn't notice this till yesterday, as many times as I've read this. You finish that out in Genesis 14. You flip over to Genesis 15. That's when God starts talking to him and saying, Abram, I'm your, uh, I am almighty God. I am your exceeding great reward. You know, this started happening right after he tithed. And I never saw that till last night. I flipped the page on Genesis 15. I was started reading. I was like, wow, man, this is it. That's what it had to happen to unlock all of that. And I was like, man, you know, that's good. And so um, if you go to Hebrews 7, 17, it is talking about Jesus. And it says that he is a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And so uh, we see that his priesthood was, Melchizedek was the top and shadow of the priesthood of Jesus. And it says Jesus' priesthood is forever after that order. So if his priesthood is forever, what do priests do? They receive the tithes. And so that is for us today. And, you know, Jesus even said it, Luke eleven forty two says, Woe unto you Pharisees, you tithe mint and rue. All manner of herbs, uh, Passover, judgment, and the love of God, these you should have done, and not to leave the other undone. So he says right there, that's something that should have been done. Um, and like I see here, going on down. So where, yeah, last scripture, it was uh, the one where Jesus said you should tithe is Luke eleven forty two, and then the, where it says he's the, Order after Melchizedek is Hebrews 7.17. Okay, and so now, so people ask, where do I give my tithe? Malachi 3.10 says, and this is the message translation. I don't use the message for everything, but it does. I study with it a lot. It's just as good as it is bad in some places. So some of it you have to go, you just have to, I don't recommend new believers just start reading this translation. Get a little bit of foundation in you first and then step on out there. But um, Malachi 3.10 in the message says, Bring your full tithe to the temple treasury so there will be ample provisions in my temple. Test me in this and see if I don't open up heaven itself to you and pour blessings out beyond your wildest dreams. Okay, so what is the temple treasury? That's where you're being fed. If you're coming somewhere and you're being fed spiritually, then that is where you turn and reciprocate that back. It's like going to Applebee's. If you go to Applebee's and eat, you don't run across the street and pay Chili's for your meal. If you eat at Applebee's, you pay Applebee's. Now, this isn't, you don't want to get in in your mind that, hey, this is like a bill or it's all about the heart. It's all about, you know, the attitude of the heart. We tithe because, well, let me tell you how you can tell if you're passing over is if you're still having to deal with a half to tithe, you don't get it yet. You get to tithe. And when you see the results that brings in your life, it's like, man, you know, I wouldn't even consider not tithing, man. And, I mean, my wife, you know, I mean, we've been together how long? 
14 years, and there's only been one time we didn't tithe. And, I, yeah, I didn't know about it either. She was supposed to pay it, and I found out years later. And I said, God, it's that woman you gave me. <laughs> yep, you know, you know what I'm saying, Clint? I was like, man. I said, I didn't do it. You know, I just did like Adam. And, you know, I, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. You go talk to her. So, uh, anyhow, so... Uh, anyway, so I'm going to stop on the tithe and say it's the thing that opens the door for you to begin to operate. Now, here we are. So one of the concerns that people have is they talk about, well, the in money, the root of all evil. That's not what the Bible says. Money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. And there's more people that don't have a dime committing that sin than there is people with money because people that have money and are operating in it in the kingdom understand it's only a tool it's a tool and it usually causes itself to reproduce and the way that you know once you have to realize that God is more concerned with building your character than anything else he doesn't mind you having money he doesn't mind you having lots of money what he minds is the money having you and if he can develop you over the years you know I mean you can see what happens to a group of people when they get, uh, you know, all the money. All the Israelites, they got the money from the Egyptians before they, they left. And they went out in the middle of the desert and built a golden calf with it. So, I mean, that just shows you, you know, you take a, um, that's why you, what money does is it amplifies your, basically amplifies your life. Now, that's good, that's good in some cases, but if you're a jerk, it can, no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, it, you know, it really, it really can. So, yeah. Um, but this is the place that, that, that uh, you know, I came to was realizing that that was something. Uh, once I realized that God's finances, or, or the finances that God's given me, I give him the tent and then begin to sow and watch it reproduce. And you see that it actually works. You don't want to go back to the way. You don't consider um, using that 90, you know, that 10%, and you don't consider about dipping into your, um, you, what, you, what you give. And I, what I want to talk about a little bit is precious seed, the seed where you live, the seed that you give that's precious to your heart. That's the seed that really makes the difference. And... That's what's made the difference in my life. I don't know if you've ever had God speak to you and tell you to give something, and you knew it was God, and you're like, Lord, that's a lot. Mm, that's a lot. That's a lot. You know, there was one time, I, this was a long time, he said, he told me a number to give, and I said, well, Lord, that's all I have. And he said, well, that's all I need. And I was like, oh, man, come on. But I did it. I sowed it, and I stood on the word, and I watched the whole thing. You know, just, man, I'm so glad that I did that. That was a, a monumental seed in my life at that time. And it's like it's never stopped reproducing. And so um, this is kind of how you get there to some degree, is we must have Bible faith when, we ha when it comes to finances. And that's seeing those three witnesses and going, okay, it's in the same context. And all right, well, it looks like this stuff is true, so okay. So, the, and the next thing I put is here is, was uh, 
The Word of God must be the final authority. Whatever the Word says, we line up with that. Not what we think or what we want to do. We line up with the Word of God and make it, we conform to it. We don't try to get it to conform to us. We don't try to get God to bless what we're doing. We get into what God is blessing. And that sets you apart. And uh, Psalm 119, 128 says, I esteem all your precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. Romans 13, 8, whenever I did this, this is what the Lord did to me, is uh, I said, uh, okay, Lord, this is your word. I believe it. I receive it. And then I read Romans 13, 8 that says, Owe no man anything except to love one another. For he who loves one another, loves another has fulfilled the law. And so that kind of made me tighten up a little bit. And I was like, Owe no man anything in the United States of America right now in this day and time. That's a, that's a tall order. And I said, All right, Lord, you know. And um, I committed to doing that. And, you know, the thing about it, is it's almost just in this society it's common you know you owe on this and you owe on that and you finance this and you finance that and um, while right now I think there's like one thing I have financed um, but we're work we're walking towards it and we've been walking out of it and uh, God has really been able to turn a lot of things for us since we committed to it you know and just standing and believing and waiting you know, and hold, you know, saving it up or whatever and, and uh, just listening to the Spirit and doing it that way. And it's not a sin to borrow money. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Uh, what I'm saying is because if it was, then it wouldn't say you'll lend to many. You know, you'll be the head, not the tail. You'll be the, the, you'll be the lender and not the borrower because one of the reasons that you don't want to stay in debt is simply because the borrower is the servant to the lender. And we're not called to be the servant to lenders. We're called to be the ones that are lending and having godly outlook in helping people. You know, and God, some people, for like for me, the Lord spoke to me and said, once you have, like Pastor Mike says, he says, once you have knowledge about something, you're responsible for it. So with that being said, the Lord just spoke to me and said, you have an, a responsibility to teach this and to live this. Because this is the biggest need in the church at this point in time, other than being born again. And people don't know how to prosper. They don't understand what biblical prosperity is. And so I do want to stop and take one second and explain something because there are, we have to, um, we have to stay in the middle of the road, right? I mean, you can't. Like William Wood was here, and he made a statement that really just hammered it home for me on one thing, on, on one side of the ditch. He said, well, you know, people believe in this, you know, oh, I'm going to confess it and, and name it and claim it and all this, and then I'm going to drive by that, you know, that Ford lot, and I'm going to say, that blue Mustang's mine in Jesus' name. You know, uh, you can say that all you want, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> and that's because there's a process. Does God mind you having that? No. He doesn't mind you having it. There's a process to get there. One, we get ourselves free from the love of money by the tithe and by our sowing of seed. That's what, how we get freed from that where God can trust us with larger 
amounts as we progress. Because Jesus can't just be your Savior. He has to be your Lord. He has to have check-writing privileges and, I'm, and be able to speak to you and say, I want you to give this and have no concerns about getting it through you. He got it to you, he, but he wants to get it through you. And anytime you give, it's going to come back to you. And so the process is, is this. Uh, first, you're faithful to the Lord and you, Jesus is Lord of your finances, which is, can be difficult for a lot of people. And when he is Lord of your finances, what the way this is pre, the way I would describe precious seed is this, and show you how you, you biblically you increase. You're not on this side over here saying I'm going to drive past that Ford lot, lot and confess that blue Mustang is mine, or being over here and saying, uh, well, we're poor and humble. Well, first of all, poverty is a curse. It's not humility. And with that being said. Um, you know, he wants you to have things. Humility, by Bible definition, humility, yes, we know he's almighty God. He is the, there is none like him. There's nobody beside him. There, he is, man, do all honor and respect. He is God. With that said, humility is saying what some, what he says to say about yourself. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be called equal with God, but took upon himself the form of a servant. That is humility. You know, Jesus disrobed himself and washed the feet of Judas. And that's what you two are doing when you go out and do Bibles and burgers or any type of ministry you have. You're putting yourself into that, yes, we are the children of the king but we're humble enough to do what the king said and act like our Lord. We disrobe ourselves and we'll wash the feet of the disciples. And so when you have that attitude, you're going to see things come to you. You'll see your finances begin to increase, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so moving beyond that, we're saying what God says. And so with that, that precious seed, that's really the main point I want to get to this morning and leave you with um, with precious seed, let's say, I'm going to do simple, simple math. These numbers are not real. They're just just to kind of give you an idea of how this works. Let's say that my, I have a check. I get paid by my job. It's exactly $1,000. Okay, well, 10% of that would be $100, correct? I would know that that $100 is the tithe. Okay, now I have 90% of my finances left over. Okay, now let's say we've been on a plan with the Lord and we've talked about things over the years. We're trying to get to where we can increase. And like I said, these numbers are not real. I'm just trying to give you an idea. Um, so the 10% is over there. I've got 90% left. I've got bills. I've got things to do. I've got things to pay. You know, even if you're struggling, you're, you know, you're trying to get to that place, um, and you, you're working on it over a period of time, and, look, and the Lord puts it on your heart, or you decide, Lord, I, wanted, I want to give you 5% of my income. The simple way to look at that is, well, you already know that 10% is $100, so 5% would just simply be $50. Um, so that's just easy math to look at and go, okay, 
this $50 is what I'm going to give to, to the ministry of the poor. Okay? Well, this other 85% is what I got left. That's for my bills and stuff. That 5% right there, that's where you live. That's precious seed. That is how we begin to get our hooks into the kingdom economics and, and have that start to reproduce. Well, you know, I really, you know, I, I'm a, I, love, I love video games. I love guns. I mean, I'm a typical guy. You know, um, she's married to an eight-year-old. That's, I'm sorry. That's just the way. Right, Clint? I mean, you, you know what? Shelby knows. Yeah, a mature eight-year-old. Yes, yes. I am a large child, but um, <laughs> I make no apology for that. Um, but seriously, you know, hey, I could buy uh, a new Glock or something, you know. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we're talking. Yeah. The, now, those two back there know about this part, right? Those three, yeah. So, um, anyways, I could buy a new gun. And I'm like, well, I've got this 5% here. It only cost me, let's say, and I know guns are more than $50, but I'm just saying, I could take that $50 and put it in with this over here, and I could get this gun. And You're about to eat your seed, right? Okay, well, when you choose to know, you know, I really believe this stuff, the way the Lord says it, this is your Man, this is the, the tithe, and then the reason it's so precious is that 5% is first. I mean, you're not going to do other stuff with it. You're saying, I'm going to sow this into God's kingdom. That's like the old the priest in the old, I mean, I remember uh, Testament, you know, I seen, uh, if you ever watched The Chosen, they, they're bringing their little lambs into the temple and stuff, and they're holding them up, and they're looking at it, and it's, you know, making sure it's without spot, it's without blemish. That 5%. That's it, man. You're not waiting till you pay. Oh, look, I got $50 left after I paid everything, you know, and I got extra. Well, you know, we can just chunk a little in the plate. No, that's not, you know, that you can see, like, that's like taking that little lamb that's got a little bit of hair, one eye, you know, three legs, and he, you know, looks like a dog. And here you go, Lord, I'm just going to give you this. No, we don't do that. So uh, that's where you live. That's what's important. So. Moving on past that, I think one of the important things to know is, like, it's with, uh, but can you see where the middle of the road is on that? You know, we're not driving past the Ford light going, oh, that Ford Mustang is mine. What happens is over a period of time, as we increase and increase and increase and increase, where my 5% would have bought me a Glock, now we're down the road, and that 5% that, you know, God says, okay, well, you know, because out of that 85%, God's going to say, well, some of that's yours. You earned it. I mean, you've done what you're supposed to over here. We'll take this five, you know, now you're giving 10%, so you got 80% left, and it just keeps growing. It keeps growing, and the more you give, the more it comes back. The more you give, it comes back. You try and help somebody, and, and it just keeps growing, and now you're at a place where, you know, let's say 7% of that, God says, Hey, that's your play money. Do whatever you want to with it. That's goof-off money. That's Well, now that 7% will buy that brand-new blue Mustang sitting on that lot. And that's when you go get the Mustang, right? And, and you drive it, and you're, you're, a represent, you're representing God, and somebody says, Hey, how'd you get that blue Mustang? Well, then you get to witness to them and tell them. Because the, God said the reason... For prosperity in Deuteronomy, he said that he may establish his covenant. 
And what does that mean? It means when people look at your life, they say, wow, man, how did that happen? And you're like, well, you know, God did this, this, and this. And you just, it's all about God. And they're like, wow, man, I'll, you want to see some people get born again, start letting them know about this kind of stuff. <laughs> I think they'll be like, hey, you mean God don't mind me having money and buying a new Harley? Uh, no, it might take you a little bit to get there. Who knows? But um, if that's what you want, man, some of that money's yours. But you're doing, you're staying responsible. And if you're doing that, you're giving your tithe and you're giving your precious seed. At that point, money does not have a grip on you, you know, and God can speak to you and say, hey, I want you to give a couple thousand dollars to that person over there. Oh, all right, cool. Get it done. And so um, anyways, let me move it on down. I want to talk to you real quick. We got, a, you know, I told Pastor Mike I'd try and get out of here right at 1020, or he told me I'd try and get out of here right at 1020. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> no, there's four types of giving. In, that I see primarily in the scripture. There is tithing, one. That's easy math, 10%. We talked about it. There is seed, which we're about to, which we talked a little bit about that. There's first fruit offering, and there's alms. All four of those types of giving have a different motivations. They have different promises. They have different results that come back. If I tithe, well... I don't necessarily expect, I don't, I can't believe for, I believe for protection from a family, I believe in general uh, increase and things like that, but it's not something you exactly go out and try and put a target on and track. Uh, you do a first fruit offering, and that's just like she was talking about, I have a, a business, I didn't say small, I have a business, and that is teaching CPR, and for me, what I do is I offer that to, like, this church staff uh, as a first fruit offering to the Lord. I don't charge for it. Um, if somebody's on staff here or, you know, a Pastor Mike gives a clear or whatever, uh, I will certify them for free. And that, for me, is how I keep blessing coming into my business. The first thing I did as soon as I started my business is I came to the church and I I, I did classes for free, and then I went to, and I'm not bragging, don't misunderstand, I'm trying to t show you how it works, um, that's all. Uh, went to the church, did some classes for free, I went to the foster community and found the parents that were adopting children and did some classes for them and just sewed that into my business. And so, and then there's almsgiving, and almsgiving that says, you know, he that has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and the Lord will repay him. It's dollar for dollar. Uh, you see somebody on the street needs some money, you give him 20 bucks, you can expect the Lord. Now, he'll probably kick back a little bit more because he's got to increase, but you'll at least have your $20 coming back to you. You know, so that's almsgiving. First fruit offerings, uh, it's really kind of hard to pin something down, but why do we talk about seed offering after the tithe? That is because this is the one thing one area of money where God says, you set the measure, not me. You do it. Luke 6, 38 says, uh, give, it'll be given to you again. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your good bosom. Bosom. Um, Apostle Paul, he said, uh, 
Now, listen to this and listen to it maybe in a different way. You've listened to it before. Listen to it from the stance of God saying, this, you set the measure. You decide how much. Don't just, Lord, how much do I give? Sometimes we do that, but most of the time when we're sowing seed, God's saying, you tell me. You tell me. Now, there are times we'll speak to you. He's done it to me and said, give, some, give this amount. Uh, but by and large, 2 Corinthians 9, 16, or 9, 6, I think in the Amplified says, Remember this, he who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. He who sows generously that blessings come to someone will also reap generously and with blessings. Let each one give as he's made up his own mind and purposed in his heart not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in and prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt-to-do-it giver whose heart is in his giving. That says that God is unwilling to do without you if you're uh, a joyful giver. And so that is the attitude because you can continue, you can try to operate in this stuff but faith works by love. So you get out of love, this stuff, uh, everything I've said, it, it, it begins to break down and crumble. You've got to operate out of love. And you've got, you know, God gives you that ability to sow that seed. Um, you, you get to choose what that seed will be. Now, the next thing that I want to talk about, and uh, if you're interested in this, um, Pastor Mike, like I said, he called me on the way to church this morning. He said, I forgot we're going to Corpus. Uh, I don't know if I was supposed to tell that, but I did, just did. So, sorry. No, um, I'll be teaching this next week, and I want to kind of pick up right here, and we'll talk about, um, like, just how you, how do you, how you can be a partaker of the anointing that's on in a ministry, and some of that's through financial giving, whatever anointing is on that minister. If you're looking, if you need healing, you're looking at a healing ministry. There's you, if you're a sower and you're, you're partaking of their ministry and you're sowing into their ministry, you can partake of the, it's not like God's up there selling anointing. You want $5 worth of it? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it is, it's almost like the, you know, in the body, the body of Christ, those blood vessels and everything, everything, when you get that area opened up, the blood will flow to it. And everything. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm saying it right, but you open yourself up for that, the ministry, the anointing that's on it to come into your life. And so, you know, what I, uh, I, what I would say ending today is, you know, all of this stuff is basically in the invisible realm. You don't see it with your eyes until it manifests. So what we do, the Lord put this on my heart, what I do is I sow a seed. I've got a little, I brought it here. I have a little journal that um, when I sow seed, I write down the date, the ministry I sowed it to, how much it was, and what I'm believing for. And then I keep this before me. And when lack presents itself to me, I go get this thing and go, okay, yeah, devil, I see that that might not be there. But let's look at this for a second. Flip it open and go, I gave this on this date. I gave this on this date. And I 
believe in God for this to return to me. And so my needs are met according to his riches and glory, according to the word of God. And I just speak what the word says, speak what the word says, and speak what the word says. And it shows up. You know, I'm not saying that there's sometimes you have to stand. You got to make sure you believe it. But I tell you what, writing it down and keeping up with it, good records, is a good way to keep it up here because you forget that you've sown sometimes. You know, you don't have a farmer, if he, sow, if he sows 100 acres, he's going to want to reap 100 acres. It's a lot easier when you're looking at that 100 acres all the time. But things that you don't see and you sow 100 acres, you need to get 100 acres worth of yield. You know, and that's the, you know, one of the things the Lord showed me one time was people, um, what they'll do is they'll sow a seed, believe God for increase. You know, let's say you sow a $100 seed and, you know, you got $200 come back and you're like, yes. And you come back jumping up and down, you know, all right, you know, I got $200. And and the thing you don't realize is because it's invisible, you're, you're not used to doing it. So you're grateful for the 200, but it's like running out to the, the corn and grabbing a couple current you know ears and coming back and then letting the rest of it die in the field you know you want to harvest that whole thing right so anyways uh some people don't consider this all that spiritual but really it is as spiritual as you can get because it's everybody needs money to operate in this world so um i'm gonna pick that up next week right there and just kind of talk about more of you know how to keep records and how to keep the rubber on the road where we can uh, get that harvest in because what we want the money for is to, to promote the gospel ultimately. That's what I want my 5% to be doing is always sowing back into the kingdom, not so I can get things. But anyways, that's it, and uh, y'all be blessed. Okay, then yes. So those that want to come to the offering thing to give to the building ministry and yep. anything else, like they yeah. Can. yeah, that's the stuff that reproduces for you. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.